0: Alright, right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I'm Terry Lynn here with Travis Marziani, and today we're going to talk about the five stages of buying psychology. So uh, this idea kind of came from a course I went through recently uh, from our good friend Tim Conley. Uh, You may have heard him from the Foolish Adventures show a couple years ago when he was still running it. And he basically had a Udemy course lately where he gave away a few kind of free tickets to review it. And in this... Course, he had this buyer psychology chart um, kind of for consultants on you know when you're attracting clients, convincing them that you have value, and how to get them to become your client. So, he had this chart of how um, the buyer moves through your sales funnel and the different psychological obstacles or accelerators uh, that can help you make it go through faster or even slower. So, today. We're going to kind of repurpose that and talk about that for an e-commerce store and kind of how uh, in real life it works out. So this Excel sheet, I've repurposed it and will be available for download if you just go to the website, buildmyownessdoor.com. But first, let's do some updates. So Travis, what do you up to?
1: Two really cool things that are happening this week. The first one is I'm officially launching the YouTube channel. It's How To E-Commerce. And the first video I'm going to do is going to be called How To Start An Online Store. And I'm basically going to go over all the basics of how you start an online store. And most of them are probably, if you already have an online store running, you've probably already done. But the other part of the channel is going to be weekly news updates. So every week I'm going to talk about... What's going on in the e-commerce world? So that way, anyone watching the videos can stay up to date on the latest in marketing trends, anything exciting going on in the e-commerce world. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the the mastermind is going pretty well, and I decided to extend the discount for another month. So it's seventy nine ninety nine, or no, just seventy nine dollars, seventy nine dollars a month. Uh, it was going to be until today but I'm actually going to send it for the rest of the month and I realized I didn't really like explain it properly. So, it's going to be one meeting an hour a week and the way I rationalize that and the way I think about it is it comes to about $15 maybe $20 per session, per hour session. And when I think about it, it's almost like getting lunch with five other e-commerce, you know, entrepreneurs and myself. So, you're basically getting a lunch session, minus the food, of course. But you're getting the same experience of being able to talk with a bunch of other e-commerce entrepreneurs for about the same price as going out to lunch. But you don't have to worry about getting in your car and driving there. So I'm excited about that. We've gotten a couple of really awesome people signed up already for the Mastermind. But if you're interested, definitely uh,
0: join. Yeah, it's just like kind of like getting coffee with someone every week to catch up, talk about your business and things like that, too. So I think when you break it down like that, it makes a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, and I think entrepreneurship in general, especially online entrepreneurship, is so lonely. And I think it's good to be able to talk about this with other people. Most people aren't as lucky as you, Terry. They don't live in Saigon, and like there's twenty thousand, you know, I- internet entrepreneurs all over the place. Most people are probably more similar in a situation like me where. Most of their friends aren't in this space. So it's nice to be able to talk that language with other people, I think. Yeah,
0: already then. Uh, so for me, I've been getting into kind of the fashion space uh, slash blogger space for this client I'm working for. So uh, it's an interesting space. I didn't know. So for the wallets, I did some research into male fashion bloggers. And by far, by far, the biggest male fashion blogger has nothing compared to the biggest female fashion blogger. Like her business is probably like 100 times bigger than the biggest male fashion blogger. And the reason is being that these women have probably like, you know, two million followers on Instagram and they're getting on Vogue covers, going to like fashion week, getting free stuff for like Dior, Tommy Hilfiger, like getting flown to Hawaii to do a photo shoot. Like I don't know any male fashion bloggers. I know this. maybe like one or two are kind of at that level, but they're still like nowhere close to getting on like GQ or anything like that too. So it's kind of interesting to see those Facebook pages, you know, 500,000, 2 million followers, things like that. You know, each photo is getting like 9,000 likes on Instagram. It's just crazy how big that space is kind of dumbing into that, which is the funny thing is too, is that the other side is you have a lot of like little bloggers too, cause everyone can start one too, right? So probably people just chasing the same dream, but you know, it's kind of like a travel blogging space too, right? There's like, it's like a big 80, 20, if not 90, 10 kind of asymmetrical distribution of the people that are actually crushing it and that are actually kind of grinding their nose on the grindstone too. Uh, that is interesting. Oh, you know
1: one thing I forgot to add by the way is if you want to apply for the mastermind go to slash apply Totally forgot about that. That's a big marketing mistake on my part. But uh <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Anyways, way to get it together.
1: <laughs> I know, you no know, call to action, no no destination, but I'm learning. I'm learning.
0: Five stages of buying psychology, let's go through the five stages or so. Generally, this is what people call the sales funnel, and usually some people say there's four stages, some people say there's five, but generally it starts from awareness, where people find out about you, to interest, where they kind of realize, hey, you have something cool that they might... Be using, to consideration, to where they're thinking, hey, maybe I'll buy this, maybe I'll buy that, and to action, where they actually add stuff to the cart, and to actually become a customer, where they actually pay you. So uh, different ways to describe this, but generally it starts from uh, stage one to stage five, and today we're going to just talk about kind of different psychology Uh, stages that they'll be in as they move through this stage and kind of how as your store uh, you should change things to kind of uh, either accelerate this process or remove the certain friction points. So I guess first one, awareness. Um, This stage usually kind of is where people are in discovery mode. They don't know who you are yet. Uh, They're kind of just browsing Facebook on YouTube and maybe they'll see either a paid ad, uh, a guest post, or maybe an interview you did somewhere and then kind of figure out who you are. So this is a very top of the funnel, Uh, type of thing too and so psychologically in this stage you're kind of in discovery mode too right and so your strategy uh, as a store owner is to get attention so this can either come in three ways owned paid or earned which means um, either you own the traffic on your own website you pay to get it through PPC Facebook AdWords PLA Amazon ads, Pinterest ads, whatever, right? Or you earn it either through JBs with other bloggers, um, you know, you do YouTube JBs with people, or you kind of just figure out how to get them to go to your site. So kind of three main ways uh, that you can do this. And so let's talk well, Travis, how are you doing this then for? Oh God, a, a lot
1: of different ways. I mean, paid ads are by far the best bang for my buck, best bang for my time. Obviously a lot of people I've been talking to recently, they're kind of scared to start doing the paid advertising at the beginning because you know they don't know if it's going to back out or not. But if I had to only do one type of advertising, it'd be either AdWords or product listing ads, probably product listing ads for me personally. So that's definitely the number one. I mean, we're also doing a ton of stuff on social media and with our blog. We do the whole spotlight marketing thing, which is going really well for us as well. But yeah, there's a lot of different ways. I, I can't think of just one way that dominates all the others. If I had to, it'd probably be paid, though.
0: Yeah, but in general, this is basically your top of funnel stuff, essentially, that you're bringing people into your store. So one thing that that's interesting is that different stages have different problems, and depending on where your funnel is leaking, uh, you'll have to kind of think about what you got to plug into at different stages here, too. So the accelerator for an awareness stage is having the customer... Uh, knowing the cost of not solving this problem. So, for example, um, say you sell pain relief for, I don't know, arthritis, right? If you don't take your pills, you know the cost of not solving is that you probably won't sleep at night, your joints will hurt, and things like that too, right? So all of this depends on your product too, right? Like for example, you sell dancewear, and what would be the cost if someone doesn't buy from you, I guess. Yeah, if they
1: were to buy from a competitor, maybe they don't have the right color. It doesn't feel as well. It feels good on like the clothes don't feel as good on. They don't look as good. They don't fit as good. Probably things like that are my uh, first guess. But there definitely is a, a branding element, I think, that's coming up with our brand. I mean, think about Lululemon. What benefit does Lululemon have over other brands? Not a lot. It's mostly just a logo. So I think there's a little bit of that with our brand, but for the most part, it probably has to do with the color. If I had to pick just one,
0: yeah. What you're about the Lululemon angle is that there's an image thing that comes with using Lululemon, right? Like if you're not using Lululemon, maybe there's like a, you don't look as cool or something like that. There's like a that's the cost of not, buying from them and also like if they don't buy from you maybe they get something from China that's cheap and then it breaks and they have to go out and buy another one and that you know wastes a lot of time a lot of money a lot of effort and things like that too. That's so.
1: a, yeah that's actually another thing I was thinking is you know if you go out to dinner let's say on a date you can't get the cheapest wine on the list you literally have no idea what's on the this list of wine for instance but you just know you can't get the cheapest one it could be the best wine on there you know maybe it's even a hundred dollar bottle that they're just jokingly putting a ten dollar price tag on and i think there's a similar thing in all purchases in life almost anytime i go to a store i don't want to get the cheapest one unless i mean unless it's like a generic thing that i know can be substituted you know what i mean so i think that there's definitely that aspect with our brand is they want to buy a
0: higher quality product yeah it's basically you know letting them know the cost of not buying from you and whether that or whether or not they can either figure that out from your value proposition or knowing what's on the market and the different options too. So I guess the friction point of this stage would basically be not recognizing or being aware of the problem that they have too. So I guess if you sell, you know, like arthritis pills but you don't have arthritis, well there's no reason for them to keep moving down your funnel so stage two is interest so st- interest is when they've actually been to your site and they're looking around your site right so the psychological stage here is that they have to realize a certain problem or need they have right so for example if they're a dancer they see an article of the dance studio being interviewed by com, then they go to the, your blog and then they click to your store and then they're like oh okay now here maybe something here's maybe something i can use because they sell dancer, right so
1: let me make sure i understand it but so i think one it's basically once they get to our site like making them aware of like our value proposition is that right yeah,
0: essentially it's like they need to realize that hey i need to buy good quality dancewear and these guys offer it essentially mm. you know uh, maybe you can help me out on how we do this but i think
1: i think the biggest thing is we when, when they get to our store we try to make them feel like this is a site built for them you know we have clean pictures, lots of color options. So that's a big thing for us for sure is when they go to any of the product pages, we make it very easy to use. Like we have all the different color swatches and we've had a lot of people tell us like, oh, I love just clicking on the different color swatches, saying how many colors you guys have. And another thing a lot of people tell us is they come to our site because of all the color options, but they end up still getting buying black or white that they can get any other place. So I think just by virtue of having our different colors clickable as opposed to a lot of other sites they just show you like um, oh you can get it in these 10 colors but they don't actually show you the item in the color so i think that's one thing that we do fairly well we also have you know an about us page where we we talk about it but i don't know if that's as
0: useful as i i'd like to think it is yeah well I think from a utility perspective the fact that you show all those colors lets people know that hey i i can actually choose different colors in my dancewear and i'm not just limited to like x y and z essentially, too. So if they have the choice, they know that you offer it. And then they can be like, all right, so what else do these guys sell? And they'll browse around your lycra pants, you know, your booty shorts, all that, things like that, too. So this is kind of, like, your color thing is kind of an accelerated, too, because they know there's different solutions available, too, in that way. So I guess, in the interest stage, something that would be a friction would be perceived risk. Uh, either it's too expensive, or it's just easier to maintain the status quo. So, for example, if you didn't have the colors, maybe you just had, like, the text, didn't show the colors, you know, they might be like, well, what if I buy this and it doesn't actually look like the color it says in the text or it's different than what I think, uh, essentially. And that's maybe be a risk that maybe turns them away at this early stage too.
1: Yeah. I mean, originally we didn't even have, we didn't have the ability for people to click on the different colors and see it like show up live. And I think that was a big detractor for a lot of people because it doesn't feel as real. I mean, I don't know if you ever used to buy things off eBay, but I would only ever buy things that have a picture with it. Even if it was a stock picture, I'd I'd need some kind of picture. When it was just a text ad, like let's say I was going to buy a keyboard for my computer, for instance, if it didn't have any kind of a picture associated with it and it was just text, it felt weird to me, even though I knew that you know, they're probably going to deliver on what it, it's supposed to be. So I definitely think that that is one element to show them our value.
0: Yeah, because like if you say brown, how do I know the brown you're saying is the same brown that's in my head? Am I thinking like, you know, almond brown or like? Yeah, there's light brown, dark brown, you know, all of So but One thing to also mention is that stage two is kind of, maps to your category pages on your store. So stage one is kind of just getting to your site, stage two is kind of getting them to look at a category page to think about what your offering is and whether or not any of them actually interests them. Uh, on a very high level. so after that we move on to stage three which would be consideration uh, could also be your product pages in some ways or your about us page And so psychologically in this stage they're looking uh, for kind of trust signals right are, are, Do they know who you are do they like you do they like your blog? you know does it feel at home for them? you know can you be trusted things like that too right So your strategy here is to kind of build connection and your relationship. So I think you do this really well on your site where I think your mom has a YouTube video kind of welcoming everyone to the store to show that she's a real person. Uh, kind of everything else that you know what your store is about all your value propositions again it kind of also communicates hey that you know because we have 200 colors you have endless selection of what you want we're made in the usa blah 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 and she really talks about the benefits and what solutions you guys have
1: yeah that is something i've been trying to work on and you know the more I, i look at this and the more i'm thinking about this i wonder how i can add this to other pages than the about us page because i do think we're in a unique position where we're we're real people we're not just some giant corporation and On top of that, my mom has a lot of credibility in the dance clothing world. I mean, she knows what she's talking about. She is an expert at this. So I think that I'm I'm thinking of other ways that we can do it. I know that once we get a customer, we send them emails with like value-packed emails. that are like, hey, here's seven ways you can DIY your dance costume. And on top of that, we are working on our YouTube channel right now, which is all about how to DIY your dance costume. But I don't know if there's other ways. I'm sure there are other ways. I just don't know what they are on how I can Uh, make them know and like and trust us more. I guess, uh, and this is something I'm trying to get into, I've talked, I think, about on this podcast before, is like sending out catalogs and stuff, but maybe we could send out cards to all the different dance studios saying like, hey, I hope you're having a great Christmas. Thank you from bdancer.com. Like even
0: people that haven't bought from us before, like Merry, Merry Holidays or whatever. Yeah, there was something Joe Polish from Genius Mastermind did. I think every time he gets a new member, he sends them an iPad with like, his like 50 favorite books as like a free gift like every holiday or something like that or when they first join and then it like basically blows them away as soon as they're onboarded so i mean i don't know i mean you obviously can't send ipads but some something of a similar nature where it's like hey you know take this and it'll you know help you run your dance studio better or something like that too
1: yeah that's Uh, i mean one thing we are thinking about doing is sending off like 50% off coupons which or maybe even just we should send out coupons for like for, you know one or two free items. I, d- I just don't want to send them dancer because we don't know what color, what size, what style they want. So it might be kind of weird.
0: But maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe there's something I'm not even thinking of that would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. I guess if we go back to stage three, consideration or friction point would be not knowing your solution or it's uh, a poor fit, basically. So for example, a dancer sees your site, but she doesn't have the credit card and she actually can't buy it. So it's kind of like a poor fit in terms of who you're targeting to because it's the mom that actually buys it in the end. Too.
1: Yeah, I think the other poor fit for us is people that are looking to get the discount brand or something like. We we definitely have run into people that are like, "Oh, you guys are too expensive." I mean, little do they know that everyone else is getting it in China in bulk, so we we have higher costs. Like we're probably making less money than our competitors. So, I think that's the the biggest friction point we come across in stage 3 or yeah, stage 3 is that uh,
0: we're a little bit more expensive. Yeah, and they'll kind of see this when they're in your product page too. Like maybe if you don't charge, maybe if you charge for shipping or whatever, you know, these things kind of add up uh, when they're finally about to pull the trigger. So when they do kind of pull the trigger, that'll be stage four action. And psychologically, um, you know, they know what they want. They're interested in your stuff, and they're just about ready to buy. So psychologically, um, they need to be convinced and persuaded to buy. And the strategy here is to actually optimize your website and convert it. Uh, you know, have free shipping, live chat, all this stuff, just in case you know they have last minute questions. So you're ready to do this. And so accelerators it will be trust signals, either testimonials from other people, uh, social proof, kind of like um, you know. BBB type of those accreditations, uh, all like the credit card icons, little stuff like that too. Um, reviews certainly help uh, and things like that. And basically, you want to show credibility and capability too, right? Like, like, say, hey, like, you know, we ship all our orders within one day so they know that you're not just sitting on the order for two weeks and nothing happens, right? So, there's, there's stuff like that you got to build into your store also. And this will be like an About Us page, shipping page. Uh, return policy you know what if they don't want it are they will to be stuck with this right the you to address this too and kind of all that stuff and so i guess a friction point for this uh, if they're abandoning cart usually um, a lot of reasons but um, mainly the big one will be either no trust is built they don't really trust you to buy from you uh, they either found maybe a better solution or they just don't see the roi because maybe your stuff's too expensive they can buy it elsewhere uh, or maybe you know Someone else just has a better value proposition. All right, so let's move on to stage five. So stage five would finally be when they're a customer. This is usually a different ballgame because when someone buys from you, it's a whole nother cycle to go through, right? But if we run it through this framework, uh, psychologically, it becomes about retention and loyalty. How do you get them to come back again, to get them to buy from you again? And most importantly, to tell their friends, right? So the strategy here, is kind of nurture a relationship, either through email uh, or you send them postcards or uh, kind of you kind of engage them either on social media to get them to come back again. And accelerator here is if you exceed their expectations. Uh, basically say, you know, uh, you ordered like a VCR. No, we use VCR. So, so say you order like a, I don't know, security camera, and they're missing a cable, and you send them a new one for free, right? Free of charge, whatever. Fast shipping, you exceed their expectations. They love you. They talk, they tell their friends or colleagues and things about you. Whereas if you under-exceed or if you miss expectations, you know, they might have buyer's remorse, which you don't want to have, or they might just think it's mediocre and not tell everyone to recommend you too. So I think it's a different stage but just as important because then that's how you kind of grow the top of the funnel too when they send someone in the stage 1 or they go back to stage 1.
1: Yeah, you know, it. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I think our some of our best customers are people that were pissed off at one point and then we go above and beyond to kind of make things right and then they're like, "Oh my god, I love you guys. I'm going to tell everyone about you." And it it's kind of sucks because when we do things right all the way through people just kind of expect that they're like yeah of course they're not that excited it seems like people get the most excited when we mess up and then we correct things you know
0: yeah the interesting thing is we had a previous guest that talked about net promoter score and if you remember that he was saying when someone gives you a two so from a scale of zero to ten and they give you a two to seven two to seven is actually basically zero because they're just mediocre they're not like oh yeah it's good you know whatever it was good. But whereas like if someone was like eight to 10, there's was like, yes, these guys are awesome. I'm gonna tell my friends, I'm gonna tell my customers, I'm gonna tell my students to buy from me. Like, that's awesome. And then the other end, you have the zero to two, where like, oh my God, you guys are horrible. You know, I can't believe you guys are a scam, blah, blah, blah. But then if you make those guys happy, they become, they go to the other scale, right? Whereas like, it's the middle people that you may or may not be getting something on, but you shouldn't focus your energy there too. Some of the things I'm looking at doing is
1: uh, potentially just calling like past customers and saying, hey, you know, it's dance clothing season again. What is? Is there anything you want? You'd like to order? Like, how can we help you out this time around? Uh, things like that. Just letting them know that we care and calling them, and you know, maybe even just calling them a few weeks after they get their order and say, or maybe a few days after they get their order and saying, "Hey, we just want to double check that everything's good. Is there anything that we need to exchange? Uh, how's how's the order going?" So those are some of the things I'm thinking. Going back to what we were talking about before. I I want to send catalogs to all our past customers for sure, um, just because the catalog will also have our DIY guide in it, and I think that'll be kind of cool. I don't know how how awesome that's going to end up being, but to me, I th- the idea of it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, you're yeah, right. Like nurturing just starts from following up on the order. Hey, you know, I'm the owner or I'm the marketing guy or whatever title you are, and they just want to see, you know, how the product's going. Anything broken? Anything I can do? Make sure it's all right. And then they can say yes or no. And then say, hey, by the way, we have a catalog. Uh, Do you want me to send it to you for free just in case you want to order something else? You know, no pressure. Just you can have it if you want it. And if you don't, you know, no worries, things like that. Yeah,
1: no, I I agree. And I think that it's we talked about it before on this podcast, too. Like it's the hunting versus farming mentality. It's like if you're always going out there trying to get new customers, you're constantly hunting. It's sometimes maybe the better idea is just to farm and work on getting lot lifetime value from your current
0: customers. Yeah, and that's what they bought from me once. If you keep them happy, they'll probably come back again too. And kind of this goes into like the whole email marketing and organic kind of customer lifetime value equation too. But that's kind of for another topic. Uh, in some ways too. So I guess uh, just to recap the five stages, awareness, interest, consideration, action, customer. And I kind of all put this table up on the site and it will be a one-page PDF on the different psychological stages, the strategy you should use for each stage, the accelerators that pushes people through faster or the friction points that kind of make them drop off or stall there uh, essentially too. And I guess one thing to kind of emphasize is that Uh, people don't always move from stage one to stage five sometimes they can go really fast like for example if i have i don't know some kind of cancer and you have the solution and i can afford it i would move very fast from stage one to stage five whereas like if you saw like what i had wallets it's kind of like a not a serious problem but it was a problem you can keep delaying right because you can have a broken wallet you can keep using it until it completely completely just falls apart like the stitching falls off the money just falls out and you can use it until then so kind of like i think from a problem angle it depends on what you know product kind of what value your product brings to. so um and also i feel like most consumers good you know you'll be on the bus you see an ad for b dancer, and then you get distracted by a cat video and then you're, you're out of stage one right essentially until you go back to school in fall, you start dancing with your the team. They, all oh, right, that's right. There was a store that had 200 colors. All right, let me go find them online. They go to Google, they find your website, and then they're in the stage one again. And then they click your article, and then they go back in the funnel too, right? So like people don't always go from, you know, one to two to three to four. They can go back and forth. And realistically, it's never uh, kind of one size fit all too. But the important thing is that because people are bouncing around this all the time, like you can't wait to engage them when they're ready to buy because by then it'll be too late. Like That's kind of why the whole content thing is kind of something we're pushing because it helps you stay on top of their mind that you know when they get lost to a YouTube cat video or they see you on someone else's blog, like organically, that's kind of how they find you over the long term too. So kind of a high level rant there, but kind of needed. Yeah, no, it's useful information. All right, so I guess that's it. Anything else to add? Nope, that's it. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. And if you want this chart, uh, make sure to visit buildmyonline.com. I think I'll get it up by this week. If not, stay tuned and I'll let you know uh, when it's on in the email list. And we will catch you guys next time.